You're listening to DA Rockstar's podcast, a podcast for dental assistants. I'm your host, Rhonda Holman. I've been a dental assistant for 20 years and I've learned a thing or two along the way. And here's what I've learned. We have to band together to share our pearls so that we can all grow and achieve rockstar status. All right, guys, this week on DA Rockstars, we get to spend some time with Chad Wooders. Chad is one of the heroes over at Sleep Hero Network. So is you guys, you already know that I'm a super fan of airway health, right? Well, part of that is the sleeping part, right? So you're breathing 24 hours a day, seven days a week, but if you're not doing it properly, then it's going to affect your sleep. And the, and the sleep part is where it affects the, the cascade of events in your body, right? So we had Chad on and he gave us a little bit more in-depth information on what sleep apnea is, what we're looking for, and and where to go to start implementing it in your practice tomorrow. Because here's the thing, guys. We can all talk until we're blue in the face about how a dentist can truly change lives, not only with aesthetics, with... um, you know, health, generally in in their health, we can help them have a longer quality of life, right? But the thing is, you have to have places to go, systems set up and resources. And that is what Sleep Hero Network is. They are powered by Awaken to Sleep. And if you guys stay tuned till the end, I'm going to share with you a promo code so that you can take it to your doctor and say, hey, doc, I am, I I get it now. I get it. I, I know that there's a place for us to help uh, implement this into our practice and, and give us all the tools that we need so that we can truly start helping the people attached to the teeth. Uh, hi, my name's Chad. I'm the executive sleep coach with Awaken to Sleep. Uh, we're a national home sleep test shipping company and a dental education company for uh, sleep champions and uh, sleep heroes all over the country. Title. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's a it's a it's a really fun conversation starter because um, it definitely it starts a lot of questions. So, yeah, it's it's a good one. Okay. I think you guys are amazing. So let's say I'm a listener and I I've never heard of Sleep Hero. Can you kind of give us an overview of you know why you guys decided to jump out in the world and truly help dentists understand, you know, the consequences of mouth breathing? Yeah. Um, I mean, part of it honestly came from our founder's story. Um, so he was a sleep technician working in the medical field in sleep science for, you know, starting 15 years ago and a couple years into his, um, just his work and working with patients and in labs and eventually going to build sleep centers and, um, eventually leading into working with dental offices. Uh, about five years into that journey, his daughter, who was five months old, was um, was diagnosed with sleep apnea. And if it hadn't been for his experience on a clinical level and understanding what apnea looks like in a child, um, she likely would not be here today. And uh, that's, a, I mean, that's a fairly long story, but basically it comes down to there's a huge amount of children who are suffering from uh, sleep apnea and it's one of the leading causes of SIDS. And that started a passion in his heart, which eventually led to our company being started. And uh, just as we started working with individuals to help diagnose sleep apnea, we realized that there was such a huge need in the community for people who need help. And um, as I came on board as well, um, you know, not the stereotypical apneic person 
and even working in dental practices or um, having been in the medical field as well, not even being talked to about it and realizing, you know, after working with this company, being diagnosed with sleep apnea and how it's affected my life um, and just all the people we've seen affected by positively by treating this condition by dental expertise, um, bringing it home and sharing that message wide because there's more people than we can help by ourselves and even in any office can help by themselves. So providing mass education and empowerment to individuals to become a sleep hero or a hero who helps their patients learn what sleep really is, um, has been our mission and our drive. You know, that's a great mission because until I started my airway journey, you know, if you suffer with any apneic event, whether it's UARS or SPD, like the whole idea is you don't realize the quality of your sleep because you don't know any different. Right. And I, I love that dentists are at the front lines because we can see the signs and the symptoms. We can connect them with things that are going on in your mouth. Right. And 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 having people like you in our lives with the Sleep Hero Network and and just being able to have access to the knowledge because you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You know, yeah. there, it, especially when there's other people out there that are systems that, you know, that you're not alone. You're not looking at this by yourself. There's a network out there that's going to help guide you through your journey. Right. And that's, that's what it's come down. And I, I am, I'm unfortunately a poster child for dental practices to get involved. I was the guy who came into your dental practice and fell asleep in, while having four cavities filled when I was you know, 17 years old. And that, I mean, looking back on it, if that practice had any education on airway health or sleep health, they should have talked to me right then and there about, you know, getting a home sleep study done or an in-lab study at that point and looking at that. But I went undiagnosed for many years and I was a guy who couldn't wake up in the morning without energy until for hours. I had, I was drinking five cups of coffee a day. I would fall asleep if I drove longer than two hours and I couldn't stay awake past 11 o'clock without falling asleep. And I mean, just those are, are some of the entry-level comorbidities that I had, not to mention that I'm a Bruxer. And studies have shown that somewhere in the above 60% of people who have Bruxism are Bruxing because of sleep apnea. I mean, there's so much data out there. And you know, having, you know, being, you know, a sleep champion of the sleep champions that I've known, you know, how many things, whether it be the patient falling asleep or yawning or when, the, when we're with them or the spouse of the patient complaining about his snoring to the intraoral signs that are present, um, so many things, even questions that we already have on our health questionnaires um, when the patient walks in the door that already show that they're at risk for apnea. And the fact that 70% of or 80% of patients across the U.S. are undiagnosed with apnea. There's just so many people who are silently crying for help. And in some cases, uh, not silently crying for help through their snoring. Um, but it affects your life. I don't even feel like the same person since my apnea has been treated for, for the last year or so. So it's been, uh, it's been quite a journey and, and I owe that to dental professionals treating me with, you know, uh, oral appliance. Yeah. So, and so, okay. So let's talk about, so if someone is, um, diagnosed with sleep apnea, what are their, what are the current standards of treatment protocols? Yeah. Uh, so the FDA published an article in 2015 that stated that there's a dual primary recommendation for mild and moderate patients. And this dual primary recommendation has to come from a sleep physician who's board certified. And that can basically say that the patient can be treated with an oral appliance or they can be treated with a CPAP. There's also alternatives such as surgery that can be considered. And, and there's a number of various surgeries that 
um, can be done. I mean, even some new ones that stimulate the jaw, kind of like a pacemaker, um, some crazy different things that are, that are available, tonsillectomies, the works. But the three primary recommendations for anyone with a mild and moderate diagnosis are oral appliance therapy. That has to be done by a custom fabricated appliance, not a Snorgard, um, which is a huge misnomer. Even me trying to get a tonsillectomy, I had a, a doctor trying, a, a medical doctor trying to sell me a Snorgard because doctors shouldn't be manufacturing a oral appliance because that's only within a dental scope. Um, CPAP or an APAP, and then surgery. Once you cross into the severe threshold of diagnosis, the primary recommendations become CPAP or surgery. Um, and again, the surgeries range greatly, but those are two primaries. And for patients that are CPAP intolerant, uh, they can also use an oral appliance, or they could also do combo therapy, which is an oral appliance and a CPAP, which helps basically increase the comfort level for the CPAP by moving the jaw forward, increasing the airway size using that modality. You have a, a smaller pressure uh, of the CPAP, which makes using it more comfortable and actually achieves maximum therapy. Right. Okay. And then here's a good question. So is there any negative consequences for prolonged usage of a CPAP? Um, not really. I mean, discomfort is going to be the biggest one. Um, and studies show that, and I wish that we had more data on that, but studies show that the issue isn't prolonged. The issue isn't with prolonged usage. The issue is that prolonged usage doesn't occur, not often. So the, the drop-off ratio after six months is alarming. And even further than that, people just get tired of using it. I recently was talking to an office that there was a patient's father who, or sorry, a clinician's father who just stopped using a CPAP randomly after three or four years of using it because he was tired of it. Um, and I mean, there can be effects such as if you're not cleaning your device and whatnot. And I am not 100% certain on effects, but also the idea of forcing air down your throat for years after a time could also have some effects as well. But the therapeutic benefit of using a CPAP, um, that is kind of proven and doesn't change because it's just an air splint. Um, I don't know if you... Right, it's the, using it, but isn't the gold standard like four nights a week at six hours or it something? It is, it's, it's actually, it's five <laughs> nights a week at four hours a night. Wow. And that is kind of what's alarming to me because at no point in my life have, have I ever thought that 20 hours a night of good quality sleep was enough. Um, even when I thought sleep was pointless. So if you think that 20 hours of sleep a week <laughs> for, for only five days of, of your week too um, is enough sleep, then that's in a whole nother conversation. Um, but that's the gold standard. That was, that is that you're actually correct. That is what is considered an effective therapeutic, therapeutic uh, benefit or the point at which someone is compliant with therapy is, uh, 20 hours a week using that five wow. days a week, four hours a night. And that's, um, like I said, you have to ask the question, is that truly rest? Are you actually resting? Are you actually getting the restorative sleep that you need at that rate? And is that going to get better or are you going to get tired of it? And are you actually going to do it? And looking at that drop-off rate and seeing how many patients don't even do that, um, that's alarming. So, yeah, and that's where the dentists come in because we realize that the compliance rate is so low. And, and we know that we can help by uh, getting the mandible and the tongue to come forward so that we can open up your airway. And, and patients are much more compliant when it's a custom-fitted appliance. Um, you know, that they can, they don't have to haul around this machine when they travel or worry about sinus infections because they didn't clean it right. 
like I, I love the fact that we're finally getting into the medical community and saying, hey, we have alternatives for your CPAP intolerant patients. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And I think the more we educate our physicians and we show them because the, the compliance guidelines are especially in the mild and moderate categories, um, than a CPAP. I mean, we need to ideally resolve the apnea. Um, so if we can show them effective treatment or we can show them that patients who refuse CPAP, you know, need this as an alternative, that's, we would always recommend that you pursue CPAP as a treatment if you're a severe patient. But if you won't or you can't, yeah. then it's a viable option because something is better than nothing in this instance. And we look at that, the statistic that moderate to severe apnea affects your life by seven to 10 years by shortening it. So you may lose seven to 10 years of your life by not treating this, this condition. That's an issue. Smoking is five to seven years, but not breathing while you sleep. Oxygen is kind of a critical part of our life. Yeah. It's the number one so, priority, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's oxygen, then water, then food. And, and you can't get those confused. It's always in that order. <laughs> exactly. So it's, um, it, it's definitely an amazing opportunity because we can see more people, you know, live a better quality of life. And we haven't even touched on, and I can't say that they are directly correlated, but when we look at these statistics, such as 83% of people um, who have drug-resistant hypertension, they take two or more medications for high blood pressure, 83% of them have also have sleep apnea. Now, that doesn't mean that sleep apnea causes this hypertension, but you have to start asking the question, if I'm not sleeping at night, and if, you, if you've ever looked into the science of behind what happens when apnea occurs and the fact that your heart rate picks up, it, you have an adrenaline rush similar to that of the fight or flight reaction. You have this happen throughout the night. Your heart is working overtime when you're, when you're sleeping. And myself, it looked like I went to the gym when I was supposed to be sleeping when I looked at my you know, pulse oximetry. And when we, when we look at that, we, it makes sense. If our heart isn't resting, if we're not resting when we're sleeping, wouldn't it make sense that we'd be more stressed our heart would work harder, that we'd be more tired throughout our day, and that would cause the, the cardiac stress that would eventually lead to having high blood pressure yeah, or you, diabetes and the fact that our body isn't processing food properly and the fact that 70% of people with type 2 diabetes also have sleep apnea. So when we look at these stats, and we don't have the data to say conclusively that they're directly correlated or at what level they're directly correlated, but when we look at the indirect correlations, we start to ask, is the hypertension primary or is it secondary? Yeah. And the medical community being overwhelmed because they are literally treating everything from the bottom of your, the soles of your feet to the top of your head. They're trying to treat the symptoms and that's fair. They're supposed to be doing that. Just like when a, a person comes in with pain in their mouth, you got to treat the symptom. But we also need to start working together with them hand in hand to start seeing, does this patient have a high risk of sleep apnea? And if we treat that, is that going to possibly help them because they actually get rest at night or or is it do they have acid reflux just because you know they have a bad diet or is it because the valve of their stomach is pushed open by the pressure negative air pressure by an apneic event so we start asking these questions and the more we get educated on them the more we can educate our friends our family and our medical professionals on that as well and uh, join together yeah and you know we 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 see it so many signs in them in the in the patient when they come in and just like you're saying, you know, you take a blood pressure reading and it's super high. You look in the mouth and they've got erosion and they've got signs of bruxism and they have bags under their eyes. And you can see when you look at their profile, like their chin is retronactic. It's like set back in their face. 
And you mm-hmm. just think about that when they go to bed at night and they're laying on their back, what's happening to their airway? You know, where is their tongue? <laughs> yeah. Where yeah. And I mean, soft tissues. <laughs> and I, I remember I used to be a side sleeper. Um, and then I went to the chiropractor and he told me that it was better for my back if I slept on my back. So I spent about three or four weeks changing the habit of the way I slept. And I now sleep on my back primarily. Well, as we know about the positional studies in sleep, that the best way to have an athletic event is to sleep on your back. So when we look at things like that, where my chiropractor was in the, he was a hundred percent correct. And, you know, telling me to sleep on my back because that's better for my back, but he didn't consider my airway health. And now I can sleep on my back because I have an oral appliance that holds my mouth in an open position and allows my tongue to move forward versus backwards. But if I hadn't had that, I would have continued to struggle with that sleep apnea. And so those are other voices in the community that aren't regarding that. But not if we don't treat the other, other symptoms. So, you know, as my boss said to me, cause I candidly told him, well, it's better for my back. If I sleep on my back, he said, yeah, well, it's better for your health and life in general. You can breathe. Yeah. To which I said, touche. <laughs> so it, it is, it becomes a, an imperative conversation when we start looking at that and we haven't even I, I think we get so excited about the fact that it has so many potential medical implications we've seen how it affects um, our lives personally but also those so you've been treating people with this so the patients you come encountered with we forget to remember um, the spouses in these stories yeah what is that uh secondary um, sleep apnea <laughs> <laughs> that's right or uh i i think I don't know. We just published an article on social media that shared a, a wife who went so crazy over snoring that she almost shot her husband. Um, that was absolutely insane to read about. But not to mention the fact that 25% of couples in the U.S. are sleeping apart. And one out of every four couples are sleeping apart in the U.S. Um, I would venture to guess it's not because they don't like each other. It's more due to snoring. Yeah. So it it's you start looking at those different questions and how many marriages are going to be saved because suddenly we, we rid them of this household terror, you know? Um, and, and I can't wait Chad for the day that people stop thinking of snoring is funny. You know, there's so many times in my life now that I know what I know where people are like, Oh, (laughs) remember Bill, he would snore like a freight train and he woke up everybody in the house and they're just laughing and chuckling. And I'm like, wait a minute. Do you know what is happening every time he snores? <laughs> right. Like, don't, it's not funny. It's, <laughs> see, and that's it. I, I laugh along with them for a second. People get on me all the time because I'm a huge sleeper. But literally, it's like when you, when you realize, you know, that's funny. But did you realize that he has a partial obstruction in her, his throat? Like, by definition, that's the pharyngeal rating because it's partially obstructed. Like, if you say it like that, suddenly snoring isn't, isn't as entertaining anymore. But at the same time, those conversations are opportunities. Um, you know, I recently had a, a really personal encounter, not just myself, but, um, you know, my significant person, if you will. Um, we're, we were on the phone. It was late at night. I was driving home from a meeting and she fell asleep on the phone. And I, I don't know that she snores, but, but she fell asleep and I heard a breathing rhythm change. And she started taking her shorter, shallower, faster breaths as you do when you fall into a, a sleep cycle. And being a sleep nerd, I was, I could hear her between her breaths and I was like, one, two, breathe, one, two, breathe, one, two, breathe. And then suddenly it was one, two, three, four, 
five. It went to 12 seconds before she breathes. She breathed on the 13th second. And, and in sleep science, we know that an apnea occurs or is technically considered an apnea after 10 seconds. And in my mind, I just went, I, everything checked the list. She wakes up tired every day, she tells me. She has a headache often when she wakes up. She doesn't have energy throughout the day. And she is often tired and eating coffee throughout the day. And it just occurred to me that this young lady's life is probably being the quality of life one, but not to mention her long-term effects are being inf impacted because she likely has apnea. And that was just a personal like home hitting for me because I only know that she's going to do a home sleep study and I know where to get her one being that, you know, we own a substantial amount of them. Um, I only know that she needs to do one because I knew, I knew what I know. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe she'll see me as her sleep hero. Yeah. Yeah. Knowledge is power and, and learning to see the signs. I mean, that's number one. Now you just touched on screening devices. Can you tell some of our listeners that may not have any knowledge about these home screening devices, like kind of what they should look for in a product or, or what they're actually looking at when they sleep? Okay. Yeah. So home sleep apnea testing is a new technical terminology for the test. We still call it a home sleep test. Um, basically, it's a very, very simple little device. It, it's literally um, the size, not a little bit bigger than your average sticky pad. And it has a couple little things on it. It's got a little fabric belt that goes around your chest. It has a pulse oximeter, which is just a little um, oxygen sensor that goes on your finger. And it has a nose cannula. And it, it literally weighs half a pound, if that. And you just take it home. You sleep with it for a night or two. And it basically evaluates if you're breathing. Um, if you're breathing through your nose, your pulse levels and your oxygen levels in your blood. And the sensors have an algorithm that's FDA approved to um, basically, it, it, it scores up to be within 90% accuracy lead to lead to an in-lab test. So it can rule in or out obstructive sleep apnea and potentially rule in that there may be neurologic issues. It's a very, very simple test, easily accessible to patients. Um, and something that dental offices in most states, not every state, but in most states can own and operate legally. So it's something that we encourage practices to have if possible. And if not, they, we encourage them to use a company like us that does shipping directly to the patients to do those tests and get those diagnostic results. Yeah, because I, I think a lot of the dentists that I've spoken with have hurdles, um, not having an interdisciplinary team or not knowing, you know, if there's a sleep center in the area to send their patients to. but and still wanting to get these patients some answers. So I think that's phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, shameless plug, but we also are being, we, we, we do education, we do diagnostics. So we not only ship the test directly to patients, but we have sleep positions to diagnose these conditions with patients and provide clinical recommendations for treatment. So that if a dentist practice is looking to get involved, whether that be a recommendation to move forward with an oral appliance to actually get treated see if that works, but it could also be a recommendation move forward with the CPAP. And whether or not that, that practice makes some money by, by helping that, that patient with an oral appliance, or they just provide an actual a solution to potentially a lifelong pain point of the patients that's in so many ways. But what we're really looking at, the true measure of success for any practice, any person, any sleep hero, is not the amount of money we help bring into production, but the amount of people whose lives we positively impact. And that's what the entire foundation of the Sleep Hero Network is based on, is providing education and actionable tools so that people who want to be the hero in someone's story can step up and be that. Yeah. And, you know, I, I can't 
I can't uh, emphasize this enough to, especially dental assistants, you have the power of influence. If your dentist isn't looking at airway, maybe you can come to them with the, this, these tools like Sleep Hero Network. Say, hey doc, I know this seems complicated, but there's places out there for people like us that's gonna help guide us so that we can actually start helping the people attached to the teeth. Thanks Rhonda for having me on the podcast today. It has been an amazing journey um, seeing the true impact of sleep in, in patients' lives and even practitioners' lives. There's something um, special about a patient coming in to see you next time and seeing how their lives have changed so much, so dramatically. Um, don't get me wrong, it's amazing to help their smiles look beautiful, but to have them be excited to go home to their, their husband or wife and having so much energy or being more engaged in conversation, those are powerful, powerful things. And so listener, I just want you to know, if you're interested in getting into sleep or maybe you're trying to get your practice into sleep, the message that we need to communicate, the, the thing that you need to understand the most is that sleep does not have to be complicated. And doctors don't have to do it alone. Sleep is a team-driven activity, it is a team-driven source of helping people. And we provide the education, small actionable steps, and you have the ability to move forward and make a huge impact in patients' lives. So because we love Rhonda, because we love this podcast, we have a special promo code for you guys. Go to our website, sleepheronetwork.com. That's sleepheronetwork.com. And if you enter in D-A-R heroes, that'll give you any level of access you want for the first month for $20. $19.97, that's it. D-A-R heroes. You have the ability to be empowered and to empower other people to make such a difference. So if you're trying to help your practice get involved or you just want to increase your knowledge because that's what you're interested in is growing and helping more people, then go to that website. Either sign up for an individual membership or a corporate membership. Get your office going. And if you have questions, please let us know. We want to be there for you. We want to help you make a difference in other people's lives just like the, my boss's baby and how she got saved all those years ago, just how my life has been impacted, and just like all the patients that Rhonda has seen, their lives be changed. And also, big shout out to Rhonda, because when we first met Rhonda, you know, she was so excited and um, just fired up about sleep. And I would encourage you, if you haven't already or you don't know about it, check her Facebook group out. It's just about education on airway. There's people like us, there's medical doctors, there's dental professionals, Rhonda herself, a bunch of people just sharing information on sleep apnea and airway health especially as it pertains to dental rule, but really just overall health and how just educating ourselves, we can one, change our lives, our family lives, our friend lives, maybe even some of our other staff members' lives by knowing more. So take a second, go to our website, try it out for one month. If you don't like it, cancel. That's okay, there's no contract. We just wanna help you. Sleepheronetwork.com and check out Rhonda's Facebook group, um, Airway Health. Uh, we're so grateful to be on this call and so grateful to be joined hand-in-hand hand with Rhonda on this mission to change people's lives. So thank you very much. You have a great day, and we look forward to making a difference with you. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode. I really hope that you took away some nice pearls from Chad, just like I did. I, mean, I never stop learning, right? And then that's the goal as a dental assistant is I want to encourage you guys to never stop learning. That group that Chad was talking about, yeah, it's my baby. <laughs> so uh, our dental team decided to do a group off of our Facebook page, and it's called Integrative Airway Support Through Comprehensive Dentistry. 
and it's this beautiful melting pot of people all over the world that are sharing their research and tips and tools to implement airway health into your practice. I mean, we've got orthodontists, pediatric dentists, regular dentists, speech pathologists, osteopaths, uh, lactation consultants, hygienists, myofunctional therapists, like everybody is in there and it's a great place to distribute information. So if you guys want in and you want to learn from the ground up all of the different things or the aspects of airway, feel free to join the group. I'll let you in and just get your mind blown. <laughs> as far as Sleep Heroes Network, guys, seriously, like these these guys are amazing. I love Chad and Michael and their entire team over there. And I want to share with you my favorite pearl from Michael. So Michael Cohen is the founder of Sleep Hero Network, right? And one day he comes to me and he says, instead of telling your patients that you'd like to send this test home to test for sleep apnea, simply change the way you say it. Say, I'd like to send this test home with you just so we can rule out sleep apnea and figure out a way that we can help you sleep better. Boom, right? <laughs> no one wants to test for a disease or a condition that they may have. They would love the, they're way more accepting to test to rule out something. So that's just one of a gazillion pearls that you'll learn if you join the Sleep Hero Network. And that promo code I was telling you guys about, it's D-A-R Heroes, and I'll put it in the show notes. You can enter that code, you get the first 30 days for 20 bucks, and then you get 10% off if you join a different tier or a different level of the, the, the platform. I just, you know, and you don't even have to. If, you're, if your dental office isn't on board, you can join it as an individual and get your CEs and, and understand a better um, a way of seeing airway and, and how it's related to sleep and, and the things that, you know, if, if, if you can't implement it in your practice, you can at least implement it in your lives. Your husband, your wife, your grandma, your grandpa, your, your extended family members, your friends, everybody is affected. You know, it, it, you don't have to have sleep apnea to have poor sleep. UARS is a thing, sleep disordered breathing, all of these things create inflammation in the body when you're not absorbing oxygen properly. So if there's a way that you can help the people you love, I really suggest that you guys do it. Seriously. Um, it's just, it's an evolving field of medicine and I imagine some great things are going to come out of it and, and people like Chad and Michael and the Sleep Hero Network and Awaken to Sleep they are giving us the tools so that we can implement it in our practice tomorrow or in our lives. But, uh, okay, sorry. <laughs> Until next week, keep on suctioning. <laughs>